it was a nightmare. Every time I tried to charge people, it didn't do a check on the credit card. So people would give me fake numbers, fake credit card numbers that they'd be expired or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, I know Susie has a lot of kids and one of her kids is sick. So I'm not going to charge her today. And then it became this point where I felt guilty for charging people for no showing or canceling their appointments last minute. And I was like, why do I keep doing this? Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. And I am Sarah Madrid. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Booyah! And you feel amazing today, obviously. I feel so much better. So right good. Uh, today is Laura's in the room. I know. In the studio today, we have the fabulous Laura Magruder. She is the hostess of the Fringe and Flourish podcast which we were guests on, and you can go find our episodes on our social media. You don't have to um, whisper that. You can be like, and go listen to that episode <laughs> on her podcast that we were interviewed by her. We had two episodes. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, we had so much content we had to make mm-hmm. too. Yes, mm-hmm. that's how we roll. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is how we roll. No. We're just extra like that. We are very extra. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura is also a very fabulous hairstylist. Is that the right word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's like hairdressers passe. Yeah. She's okay. a hair Hairst- magician. Hairsty- yeah. Hair magician, hairstylist. They mm-hmm. both work. She's got purple hair, so she's extra too. She can be in our club. That's why I was like, mm-hmm. woo! Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura, tell us about yourself. Let's see. So I've been in the hair world for about 10 years. I opened my own salon in 2017. I started the podcast last year, but we just launched this year. And I live in Raleigh. And that's about, I don't and know. And she's like, what else do you want from me? And what else do you want from me? tell us your life story. <laughs> Where that's are you from? One. How did you end up here? No, Ta- I want to hear the story about the grocery store. All right, so before we started recording and then, or actually we were recording and then Joe deleted it because there was some other stuff that we were just like shooting the shit and we were like, are you recording? And he was like, yes. And then all of a sudden he's like, deleted that part. It's like my only job is to hit the record button. <laughs> it's, you do so much more than just hit the record button, Joe. We value you. I sometimes you. hit the wrong button. <laughs> and um, so I said that there's a grocery store in Maryland called Magruder's. And Laura's last name is Magruder. Mm-hmm. And so she said that what would your dad? Yeah, there's a liquor store, a Magruder's liquor store in D.C. And so my dad mm-hmm. and I went last year and he made me take all these pictures in front of the liquor store, probably for his dating sites. But where he was like, this is all yes. mine. Yes. And, then and I made what her. You get. Yes. I am a great catch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he asked for a discount. <laughs> on the dating they, site or the alcohol store <laughs> the liquor store but All they right. were not enthused <laughs> they're like oh you're so funny old man <laughs> yeah very like he's very typical dad jokes yes. Yes. Old, oh. like yes. very typical dad jokes at what point does that happen do you think at what age does that start to happen i inherited his humor oh so from birth so now yes <laughs> Tom, my fiance, says, I don't understand your sense of humor. You find all the things I find funny, not hilarious. And then you laugh the stupidest things. I'm like, yeah, I just have dad humor. It's fine. I'm, I'm fully aware. Right. Like you'll grow into it, yeah. Tom. Yes. Don't worry. Yes. You will grow into it. Exactly. When does that happen, Joe? When do dad jokes become a thing with boys? It hit me about like 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, like, I just leaned into it. I know this isn't funny, but it is now. (laughs) Do you roll your eyes at at his jokes? Because I don't even know. At my dad's? Or or at Tom's because you don't get his. Yeah, I don't get his at all. And he's like, Laura, I don't understand. You and your dad are the only people that I know who think you're the funniest people in the room. Because, Tom, we are the funniest people in the room. Don't you? What's wrong with you? What does Tom find funny that you don't find funny? Let's start with a basic litmus test. Like, Like what shows does he think are funny? So, he really loves The Office. Yes! He's my Um, people. We both really liked Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But he's also really into horror. And then he thinks, like, stupid guy jokes are funny. Is he a jackass fan? No. 
Not really. Oh. But well, I don't know. And I'm very dry. I think mm-hmm. misspellings are funny and like stupid dad jokes. What is always funny and it will never not be funny is people talking on Zooms when they're muted. Oh my yeah. God, you guys. <laughs> I have the best story for that. Did I tell you this already? I don't think so. Oh my God. So I'm so excited. Because it is so fucking funny, y'all. I could not stop laughing. I had to put my camera off because tears were rolling down my face. So I was speaking at the Financial Planners Association Symposium. And so financial planners. Which we're going to have a conversation about the word symposium again because you never answered my question. And so very like legit, serious. There's 80 people on this Zoom. They're all coming in. The organizer of the event is giving his welcome speech. And so people are logging in, right? So he finishes his welcome speech and you hear, you got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) 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 And so... And everybody, <laughs> either it was either, oh my gosh, shock where nobody budged or people just busted out laughing. The person who was logging in, they forgot <laughs> to hit mute. Oh no. And they, right, something yeah. must have been going on in their personal life. And then the organizer goes, <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I had tears of but laughter. Like, there's a setting. If you're having that many people on a Zoom, turn the setting on that mutes Yes. Participants that, on entry. Oh, I'll have to tell like, him that. Hello, you go into the website yes. and you click on the button. You everyone, says, yeah. Mute participants on entry. I'm gonna tell him that. <laughs> but it it was the best. And then he just because he's very stoic and he's very sarcastic, so he's like total. And he goes, and remember to put yourself on mute. <laughs> <laughs> so good i would i awesome. just wouldn't have said anything the rest oh, of the time. that is what have been the best part that's been one of the best parts about covid is like watching the news and seeing them talking over one another and the delays before covid we had people patched in right like right. you would watch something and there'd be an interview and they'd patch them but it's just so good now yeah because it's still happening eight months later <laughs> <laughs> who knew <laughs> it's always gonna be funny oh that's oh. fantastic yep yep oh so. You awesome. gotta be fucking kidding. Yes. And it was <laughs> like. Financial conference. Yes, it was so awesome. Was I awesome. just want a shirt that says that. You gotta be fucking That's kidding. That's your me. episode shirt then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That can be you your be episode. We're gonna be making merch. Awesome. Yes. Did you see the Facebook status? It's going around. That's okay, everyone, listen up. Does anyone actually know what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole, the, the whole status. So what the actual fuck? Just, what, yeah. What is it? I don't know. Well, I want to know all the comments below. We need to post that today. It's ladies. mostly like no. And tag each other. And that needs and just like that's our experiment for today. Yeah. All right. Does anyone <laughs> actually know what the fuck? No. <laughs> I've got a related dad joke for you then. <laughs> oh God. All right, so I'm developing a new fragrance for introverts. It's called Leave Me the Fuck Alone. <laughs> Cologne. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. better when you explain a dad joke. Yeah, it is better when you explain a dad joke. Oh my god. Okay. Now, so please, I this hope how, everybody. Like, we, I was like, wait. I was like, we, got we here have was gotten off the rails. I hope everybody is laughing with us, and now oh, we're going to get down sake. to business. So one of the things that we really didn't get to dive into that much when we were talking last time, but what I love to talk with you about is boundaries. Yes. We only like briefly scratched the surface. Oh, on her podcast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you are a boss when it comes to boundaries. I didn't used to be. Yeah. Talk to us about your boundary journey. When I opened the salon in 2017... I was like, yes, I want everyone to be my client. Everyone, you want to come in at 7 a.m. or 9 p.m. I got you. Sundays, Mondays. Yes, Yes, I'll do it. I think I was working like six or seven days a week, way undercharging, said yes to everything, even if I knew this isn't going to go well. And it was when I hired my assistant in 2018, she started saying no for me. Because I have a really hard time saying no because I like people. Mm-hmm. I want to add in there, though, that as a business owner, it, that's working from the scarcity principle, right? It's working oh, from that fear right? of like, in the beginning, to be you're like, oh, shit, I need to pay my bills. Yeah. yeah. And I have a space and I have all of this overhead. And even if you don't have that much overhead, it's still that fear of I'm investing of my time and my money to make yes. this successful. And how can I not say yes to everything? Right. Yep. 
So exactly. I was like scarcity. Oh my God, more money, any more money. And then she started saying no. And when I hired her, we started putting all these systems in place. So in my building, there's 32 other hairstylists in their own little Mm -hmm. suites or whatever. And people are always asking me like what I do. It's basically an interview process to get through to an an appointment with me Mm -hmm. because I want people in my chair who actually value my time and their money and and the process. So if you can make it through this 15-step process, you can be my client. Mm -hmm. But it didn't start there. So I remember, I mean, I was just always freaking tired. Right. I was tired. I didn't have any work-life boundaries. I had two phones. My fiance is like, when are you ever not working? And I was like, I'm always working. I can't turn it off. And it's 12 o'clock at night and I'm in bed texting clients and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he was like, stop. Like, you have to stop. So that's when I hired my assistant, which is great because she put all these systems in place. So we did online booking and required credit cards and did all these things. Like you have to request appointment and then I have to have a conversation with you before I'll accept it. And then we have all these things. But before her, I did not say no. And she was much more stern in just her personality. Mm -hmm. And I'm much more like wide open and yes, and we love it and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, this is the way it is. Which helped because she was like, no, Laura, I can't do that day. And if you can't do that day, it's going to be three weeks. And so my clients, oh, she's not going to stay late for me. But she did this in the past. And Sarah's like, yeah, she's changed her schedule. Mm -hmm. So that for me was a huge shift because I actually have a set schedule. I have time to do my thing. I leave the the work phone at work. (laughs) I don't bring it home anymore. Good. It's great. She had it for the last two years. And then since her and I have parted ways, I have the work phone. And so it stays at work. But I realized both in my personal life and my professional life, I don't have a whole lot of energy. I, you know, have anxiety and depression like most people. So my energy is already very limited. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to invest my time or energy into things that aren't serving my higher purpose? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more of like a energetic boundary and not so much a physical boundary. I think when people think boundaries, they're like, oh, it has to be this physical yes, no thing. Mm -hmm. I'm actually like, no, it could be saying yes. And we talked about this, I think on my podcast, when people ask me if I want to do things, I'm like, yes, I would love to. And I'm busy that day. Or Mm -hmm. yes, I'd love to. And I'm not comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And so it leaves room for more possibilities. And so when talking about negotiating boundaries with people, You can set them, but they can always be negotiated too. And so I'm a firm believer in having boundaries, especially with my clients. Like you can text me on my work phone. Mm -hmm. You can call me on my work phone. Unless my client initiates contact outside of the salon, whether it's on a group setting or they invite me to a networking thing, Mm -hmm. I do not exchange my personal number with them. There are people who have been my clients for six years and do not have my personal cell phone number. Right. And I like it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We actually have that conversation about the phone numbers a lot in the entrepreneurial world because people are like, I get the question all the time, like, you don't have a Google voice number? And I'm like, no. Mm-mm. What's the worst somebody's going to do? Call me and I don't answer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't answer the phone. Right. And now, and Apple has the thing that they silence unknown numbers mm-hmm. automatically now. I don't have that one turned on. I should turn that on for sure. Totally cool. I do not get calls from numbers that are not in my contacts. Oh, I love that. It automatically silences. Oh. I was thinking, (laughs) how do you turn that on? And then I was thinking like, (laughs) I had myself muted. But then I was thinking like, what if that was a client? Because I get calls I don't recognize and they're like, hey... Right, they leave a message. Oh, they leave a message. Oh, if you don't leave a voice back. Yes. If you don't yes. leave a voicemail. Or you text me yeah. and I'm like, I don't know who you are. I'm always answering the phone weird. I feel like I'm overly, because I should, I don't know if they're calling one company, another company when they're calling me. So I'm just like, hello, Ooh, this is Joe. We got to talk about your scarcity. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has so many companies he means. So uh, he's like, with which. Podcast, yeah, which, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah, which I one to say. And I don't yes. want to answer the phone like with a. Gotcha. You don't just say hello. Thing. I just say, yeah. hey, this is Joe. Yeah. And then people are like, is this? And then they have to say yeah. who they think they're calling. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, it, I was thinking like they're calling. And Makes me feel unprofessional. That's what I'm right. saying. Right. I understand <laughs> now. Yes, that is me. But I, I literally, like my number is wherever it is. Yeah. And it's cool. 
if you really want to talk to me, you leave a message. Or you can send me an email. Or you can text me. It's cool. But I like what you're saying about boundaries because you never know who the time sucker is going to be. Yeah. Right. Like most people are decent and they'll call you and be like, you busy? And then some people, they're not like that at all. And they'll just sit on the phone with you forever. Right. Which yeah. is why you leave voice. One <laughs> of the things too with my coaching program. Or let program, it go to voicemail. Yeah. For my clients involved in my coaching programs, and this is whether you're one-on-one or group coaching, is they get unlimited access to me through text, Voxer, or email within business hours. You know what mm, I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, you can reach me. And I love it because one of my potential clients, she was like, what exactly does that mean? She's like, not that I'm going to blow up your phone or anything. She's like, but how fast are you going to respond? And I'm like, I'm committed to responding to you same day or next day. Mm-hmm. If you're emailing me at four o'clock, it might be the beginning of next day when I'm getting back to you. But within 24, like same day, that's mm-hmm. the commitment. But it is establishing what those boundaries look like. And then putting that down in writing in your contracts of what you're and sticking to it. Yeah. When we first implemented a cancellation policy, we were using a different booking system and it was a nightmare. Every time I tried to charge people, it didn't do a check on the credit card. So people would give me fake numbers, fake credit card numbers that they'd be expired or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, I know Susie has a lot of kids and one of her kids is sick. So I'm not going to charge her today. And then it became this point where I felt guilty for charging people for no showing or canceling their appointments last minute. And I was like, why do I keep doing this? And so we switched systems. This system actually makes sure it's a valid mm-hmm. credit card. Yep. And then I have no problem with the conversation that happens yep. first, but you have to stick to it. If you're going to put a policy in place, you can't, or, or a boundary, it's, yeah, well, you can't so it's like a, No, it's like when you book a photographer, it's a non-refundable retainer. If you are booked with me, then I am not able to give that time to somebody else. And if you cancel on me within reason, right? Like I have the cancellation things outlined in my contract. But if you cancel, then I can't fill that slot. Then at least my time is paid for. Yeah. And here's what helped me with the mindset shift around that. Because the social worker in me is like, serve people. And so back when, before kids and when I had more time and things like that, I was much less boundaried Mm because I had more energy. Okay. Yes. Then when the kids came, I was like, yo, when you are no showing on me, that means you're robbing me one of either that time with my babies mm-hmm. or two, that's diapers. You are now, you've yep. taken the diapers <laughs> off my child's bottom. You know what I yep. mean? I was like, that money is what is paying for their diapers. That is how we're supporting our family. You got to have respect for that. And so that was my mindset shift. If I don't even respect myself enough exactly. to implement it, mm-hmm. how can I expect anybody else to mm-hmm. respect it too? And I 100%. think there is a fine line of this is my business and I'll run it how I want and managing expectations overall as a general rule, right? I'm a commercial brand and marketing photographer. I typically don't offer family sessions, mm-hmm. but if somebody asks me, I would like for you to take our family photos. I can do what I want. Right. Yeah. It's my business. And I can say, sure. Mm-hmm. Happy to. Because I like you. Yeah. However, it depends on the situation is all I'm saying. If I typically will do family sessions for people I know, because I already have the relationship, because part of my working with my brand and marketing clients is building that relationship mm-hmm. so that we can effectively carry out the session, which- totally doesn't normally happen with family sessions. Like right. it's more of a yeah. quick one and done. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same with kids cuts. As a rule, I do not do children's cuts because there's no relationship, mm-hmm. right? Kids aren't pre-booking. <laughs> They're not buying product. They're not referring clients. Mm-hmm. But I do have a couple of clients who they always ask first, hey, are you comfortable with my kids coming in? I'll pay whatever it is. I just know that they're comfortable here. I know that you have COVID protocols. I trust you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, I will do that because I know you and I know you will tell your kids to sit down and shut up if I need them to. (laughs) But that relationship is already there. So there is a tough spot and here are my boundaries and what am I willing to flex on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things I'm not willing to flex on are constant client communication outside of business hours. What I'm not willing to flex on is my cancellation policy. Mm -hmm. Mm Other things I'm willing to flex on is, okay, you left your card at home, you can Venmo me. 
right. whatever. Yeah. There are other things, but ultimately you have to decide that like, you're going to Venmo me before you walk out oh, the door. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I will hold you hostage until someone brings you your credit card to pay for this appointment. Right? You're like, you know what I can do to your hair next time you come in? <laughs> Oops, it slipped. <laughs> All right, time for a buzz cut. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never. She would never. I would never. Oh my gosh. Without warning you first. Yeah. (laughs) But I think boundaries extend so much more. Like I was saying, like energetically, like even in my friendships Mm -hmm. and even in my relationship with my parents. Yes. That's a big one because I think growing up, you're like, oh, or with siblings, you have to share and with your parents, oh, you know, (laughs) just do what I say. Do what I say. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm your parent and I say so. And so what I say goes. Mm -hmm. And then so there's this expectation that, like for me, I know as I got older, it's my mom. It's my dad. So I have to excuse a certain behavior. doesn't work in our house. You're the child. I'm the parent. There are things that are just non-negotiable that you must do. They laugh in my face. (laughs) They laugh in Scott's face. I'm sorry. He's going to listen to this and roll over in bed and be like, yep, you were right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, and the, But that's also because we raise children to be independent thinkers who mm-hmm. are to question those norms. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Boundaries extend into every relationship that you have. Oh, yeah. 100%. And creating those boundaries of what's okay and they shift like you said they can be fluid what is a boundary right now may not be a boundary 10 years from now oh mm-hmm. yeah right absolutely yeah That's I, how didn't, we evolve. I didn't yeah. have boundaries with my parents until the last two years and i was like you know what i'm in my late 20s you don't need to be on my bank account anymore like your assistant mm-hmm. brought yeah. boundaries everywhere yeah <laughs> oh yeah she really did because it was a domino effect oh absolutely but for me to step into having an assistant mm. That was me giving up control yes. in one yep. sense so that I could set boundaries in, in other places and I could shift my energy to doing other things rather than the client communication or whatever the heck she was doing mm-hmm. for me. I could put my energy elsewhere and say, okay, now I have time to focus on these other relationships and these other things that I need to take care of and set boundaries in those relationships across the board. I can have working functional relationships with boundaries. Are you excited about what you said about control versus boundaries? Because that's what I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. (laughs) Fine. So I was going to say two things. One, because what are the benefits that you've received because of boundaries? Because people in their minds have this negative connotation of boundaries are bad and that it's going to create disconnect and it's going to push people away. And they have this whole story that's not even true. So it's beneficial to know what the benefits are that you've seen from having boundaries. And then two, people have such a hard time of letting go of control. And so how did you make that shift for you? Tell us about that. I was going to say the same thing. Yay, sister. So I think with my clients in the salon, when I set boundaries and have all these things, they respect me more. They're like, oh, you have all these protocols in place. Awesome. That shows you're a real business. Yeah, like you're a real business. (laughs) That shows me how much you value yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now I value you more. Yep. And then the clients who aren't willing to respect those boundaries, like when I stopped coming in early and staying late for clients. I had four or five clients disappear. They were not your clients. Exactly. And so it made room. Ideal clients. They were your clients, but yeah. they were not your ideal clients. No. And, and it made room for people who do value my schedule, mm-hmm. who don't ask me to stay late or come in early or come in on my day off, and who are willing to pay my prices. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like- It made this, your life easier. Yeah. So you had more time, you had more money, and you had more ease. So those are three of the benefits that people mm-hmm. can have by implementing- boundaries even in my personal life like my friends too and this is something i see i don't know if you see it in other hairstylist groups but i see it in photographer groups all the time because you'll see all right how many of us have been in one of those networking groups where somebody's like hey i'm looking for a photographer who doesn't charge an arm and a leg hey i'm looking for a hairstylist that's not going to break the bank you know what my response to those are if you go look in the groups you'll see them it says I don't know what the current black market value is for an arm and a leg. However, if you share your budget, I'd be happy to refer XYZ from my network if you let me know how much you're willing to spend. Also, how insulting is it when somebody says, 
I would like a photographer, a hairstylist, mm-hmm. a, what, a coach who's not going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. Like, what bank are we breaking here? doesn't it work is, in the context of other relationships. Like, I'm looking for a date. You guys know some cheap ladies? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, Best Buy, I see you have this computer that's $3,000. How about I don't break my bank and you give it to me for five hundred? No, hey, like I don't Sullivan bargain. Steakhouse. Yeah, I see on the menu it says fifty five dollars for this meal. I have thirty five. And then they're like, "Then you're not eating." Then, steak. Right? <laughs> then you can't have this meal. <laughs> right? Like it doesn't translate to other businesses. Why do you think it translates to service service providers? service to service based businesses? Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely Valid something that point. we talk about on my boundaries. podcast too. It yeah. happens because people don't have boundaries. And it, it happens. It was a rhetorical question. So then how did you make the shift in your brain to make that leap? So when I hired Sarah, I was deathly afraid. I was in total breakdown. Like I, it was taking me like three weeks to respond to clients because I was so backed so up. so burnt out. I was so burnt out. I was working 50 plus hours a week all over the place, making no money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I was, but like you said, were busy. Yeah. And so you were thinking you were like a busy business owner? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I hired her and I was like, look, we sat down and we had some training and I was like, here's how I need you to respond to clients. Mm-hmm. I think there was still a disconnect because she was never really invested in being a hairstylist, which isn't a bad thing, but she had worked in the bank before. So mm-hmm. her inter personal skills were limited to like more of a corporate world. Yep. Whereas the way that I communicate with my clients is more from like a place of loving kindness. Mm -hmm. And so that was challenging, but I was just at the point where I was like, here, take it, take this off my plate because I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And now that we're no longer working together, I'm like, oh my God, I have to fold laundry. Mm -hmm. There are definitely things that I miss. You're like, I need to find someone else. But I I think I was in such total breakdown that I didn't have a hard time letting go of control like I normally would because I was just so done. The pain was Mm. too high. Yeah, I, I was totally done. And only then when I got my regular schedule and all these things started happening, I was like, okay, things are easy breezy now mm-hmm. like it, it wasn't like, like that you, before you were able to see the benefit for oh, what it was versus be fearful of right relinquishing that control and i think jenny what you said is so like on point that i want you to say it again because i feel like people that are listening and are experiencing that are going to have an oh shit moment we're going to be like oh shit that's me you said about oh and you think you're this busy business oh, right, owner. You're right. That you think you're this busy business owner, but it's actually to your detriment and it's happening because you don't have boundaries. Yes. And you're not even making any money. No, you're, you're not making around. any money. Yeah. And I, I hate to keep bringing up as the photographer metaphor, but that's my life. Yeah. So that's what I know. So I'm going to bring this up. And that's when people ask me how long I've been in business. I'm like, this time it's been since 2017 or whatever. But it's when we start out, we have to deal with this not enoughness principle this insecurity this lack of confidence of that you compare your start to other people's middle and right Mm -hmm. so as photographers you see this all the time right people who offer pay your age sessions people who offer the 25 dollar and let me give you all of the images or 50 dollars i'll do all the images and they don't value your time and all you're becoming is more and more resentful because in your head you're doing the math if i charge 50 dollars for this session and they're not thinking about all of the other things that go along with that. They're probably not paying taxes. They're not legal. They're not, mm-hmm. they don't have insurance, all these things. Mm-hmm. If you're charging $50, even for, let's say for haircut and you have product that goes into it, right? So photographers, we have the software, we have the gear, we have all that stuff that costs thousands of dollars. You have the salon that costs thousands, all the stuff that you're invested mm-hmm. all this time and money. But all you're thinking about is I have this client for an hour and I charge $50 and I would like to make $50 an hour because you've never done your cost of doing business, so you don't realize that's like really shitty money. You're not like, and then you start working on it afterwards, or you're cleaning up, or you're doing the application, and that client actually takes three hours because of the processing yep. time. Yep. And the hair takes longer. You have to apply the product and let it process and then rinse into it. All right. So photographers, you're doing the post work. You're doing the emails. You're doing all these things. And in your head, finally, when you break it down, you've made $3.75 an hour. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's important to <laughs> communicate that with the clients because in their mind, if it's not communicated, in their mind, they're in your chair for three hours. So they, three hours, they're in front of your camera for an hour. So in their mind, they're like, oh, $300 an hour? I just paid her $300 for an hour. That's good money. They So it's communicating of 
behind the camera, Mm -hmm. it's going to take me this and this. Mm -hmm. And so like when I'm doing my workshops and I'm like, yeah, you're hiring me for an eight hour workshop. Here's how much of the time goes into it. Here's the pre-meeting. Here's Mm -hmm. the Mm post-meeting. Here's me reading. You have to educate them to the value, right? Right. You don't necessarily even have to break it down to the amount of time that you're spending on like, because they're going to give a fuck, right? They're that's nice. I just want you to show up and do your thing. And never talk hours. (laughs) Never talk hours. But you talk about like (laughs) you're, this is one of the things that we talk about as photographers. You're paying for the time and the expertise. Like you're paying for the value that I bring to the table. You're paying for the working relationship. You're paying for... Hiring that $50 photographer that's going to give you all the images might be nice for your bank now, but are those images going to be able to be blown up onto a canvas and put on your wall? No, absolutely not. So here's a perfect example. For Samantha's fifth birthday, we, in COVID times, were like, she's not in preschool. We're not doing a party. We're not doing whatever. So I decided that we were going to do a nice milestone gift and we're giving her a unicorn princess photo session. It's called a storybook session. And you guys can go look it up. It's Deanna Decker Photography. She's amazing. My client did one of those. Yeah. So she, cool. It's, it was like an amazing experience. Okay. So I booked Deanna and I had looked at the website and I was like, yeah, this is cool. Whatever. I pay the invoice. In my head, I was like, no issues paying the amount of money I did. I thought I was only getting five images and I had zero issue just like handing over the money. Cause I was like, this is cool. And then I read the contract. I was like, oh, I get 10 images. I get to pick 10 pictures. (laughs) Because for me, it was about the experience. And I looked at her portfolio. I know other people that have worked with her. I know her reputation. I'm a professional photographer. I can see quality when I look at it. And even with the bumps along the road, like we had to reschedule the session, whatever. It was amazing, Mm -hmm. right? Samantha, we got there and she got to meet the baby unicorn and it's <laughs> and it has a gold horn and flowers and Deanna comes over and she hands us the dress and we get her quickly changed and she puts this flower headband on and it was magical. Yeah, it was. Magical. It was absolutely magical. And she got to ride the baby unicorn and Deanna was gracious enough to let me take behind the scenes photos. Mm-hmm. So I have that so I can make an album for her when we get the the professional photos after she's finished with them. And then all of those things because I understand and I had zero issue. She wasn't the most expensive. She wasn't the cheapest, Mm -hmm. but she was exactly what we wanted because I was looking at what am I going to get out of this experience? I am going to get a happy child who got to meet a unicorn and then dress up like a princess and wear a crown and be all the center of attention for an hour and chase chickens and other horses and see goats and things on the unicorn farm. Does she do these for I know. I want you one can. too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you can. Totally. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I turn 30 next year. So there do you it. go. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Do it. It's the takeaway, right? That's the lesson. If you're running around and you're burnt out and exhausted and your bank account is not matching the effort that you're putting in, then that means that I am that busy business mm-hmm. owner without boundaries. Mm-hmm. So start implementing boundaries and systems. Right. And Takeaway one. Takeaway two is if you're out there, it's being able to communicate the value of your services to people and not just the time that they're sitting in front of you of that face to face, but what is going behind the scenes of editing or mm-hmm. data collection or prepping the color and all the things Making that sure happen. You have, so my hairstylist, I have extensions and mm-hmm. I do colored extensions. So she has to order them ahead of time. So I'm like, cool, just tell me how much this time. Yeah. <laughs> and next time she has the other half packed away for me for the next time. It's just, you have to be able to account for those things as a business owner and growing those boundaries because it's a growth phase. Yeah, and they evolve over time. Right. Like yes. like you said earlier, Sarah, right. like, there are things that I accepted in my friendships years ago that no, I would no. never, mm-hmm. ever accept right. now. So why do you Ever. think that is? What do you think is changed? Because I respect myself. So how did you get there though? Right, like, like what was like there a catalytic does, moment, or was there like I a think, experience? I think right. every big breakdown has a big breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to have the breakdowns and relationships. Say it again for the people in the back. Every big breakdown has a breakthrough, and you have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You do. And I had a lot of breakdowns and friendships, mm-hmm. a lot of them, and then I was like. What is going on? I was like, is it me? Am I a terrible friend? Were you with your fiance at that time? No. Okay. I'm like, am I a terrible friend? Am I a terrible person? 
I had some work to do too. And it was like, I, there were no boundaries. There were no, and they weren't your people. They, yeah. And they weren't my people. And my best friend now, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not comfortable talking about that. Let's shift away from talking about someone's body and let's right. shift into to this. Right. Cause that's a boundary for me. Yep. Yep. Like we can, I love to talk shit. We can talk shit. But we're not going to go there. Right. We're, we're never going to gossip. Yeah. We're not right. going to talk you're not gonna about someone's, somebody's body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> physical image or body or mm-hmm. intelligence or whatever. Yep. Um, but in my past relation, like my past friendships, oh, yeah. All over the place <laughs> with no boundaries, like whatever. And it, it bit me in the butt later. Mm-hmm. And, and so even now, like my best friend knows, don't ask me to hang out on Wednesday, Thursday mm-hmm. at all. That's one of my boundaries. Those are my late work days. Don't ask me to hang out. And there are certain things she knows. I'm not a big football, college football person. She is. Her and her husband are super big Hokies mm-hmm. people. And they That's are Virginia Tech. Yes. For those that yeah. don't know who the Hokies are. <laughs> so they hang out with a lot of their like college tailgate buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not particularly my crowd. Right. And so she'll be like, oh, we're going to do with these people. I'm like, that sounds cool. And I'm looking at her and she's like, I didn't invite you because I know you weren't going to come. Right. I was like, yeah, I know. Yep. That's just and one of my boundaries. Yeah, it's all fine. And, and that's another boundary that you have to develop. That's something that in an internal boundary, I think that people have to develop that you're not being excluded because, oh, it would have been great to be invited and you hurt my feelings because I didn't, you didn't invite me. Like say that I want to be invited, even though I'm going to say no, or say it's okay for you not to invite me because I'm going to say no. Yeah. Like you have to be able to have that clear communication and say, look, like I love you. And this is where it will make me feel good if you invite me, even if I say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing then, I mean, that I'm going to say no. Or you say, you know what? I'm cool. You don't have to invite me. Yeah. With her football stuff, I'm like, I'm cool if you don't invite me. I am not going to have any idea Never. what's going on. Right. I'm just going to be sitting in the corner <laughs> looking like an outcast. I'm sure I can talk to a wall. I'm sure I can find something right. to talk, talk to these to people about. <laughs> right. But it's just not my people. Right. And so... That's a boundary between her and I is we just have very different friend groups yep. and I respect her friend group and I think they're nice people. She you're just, not throwing yeah. shade. It's no. Just, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're just different. Yeah. And I think too, that goes back to the energetic thing of what would I like to be doing with my time and my energy in that moment? Would I like to be sitting there like making small talk and with people that necessarily I'm not going to jive with or in, in an atmosphere where I'm not interested in that activity does not interest me. Mm-hmm. Or would I rather be like chilling at home doing nothing or reading a book that does interest me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Yep. Start saying no more. Right. Or yes and. Yes and. Yes and is... I want you to know that this is like a hard line, right? No is a hard line. This is where I have a hard stop at this point. Yep. But the boundaries that are more fluid where you can be like, yes, and which is, I do have an issue with all those like self improvement books that are like, start saying no all the time. And I'm like, yeah, great. But also let's talk about the possibility of Mm -hmm. yes. And Mm -hmm. Because yes, and leaves the window open, yes. right? And I want you to know that after you taught me that, I started using it. And I was like, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I have always done. Because Scott would say to me, you don't have to say yes to them all the time, the kids. And I'm like, but that way when I say no, they know I mean it. Mm-hmm. If they say, can we have cookies for breakfast? Yeah, okay. Is it the best choice you're going to make? No. Is it going to kill you? No. <laughs> so, Sure. You want to have a cookie before breakfast? That's cool. (laughs) And then when I say the rule is, no, you may not go outside naked. (laughs) You must wear underpants to go out the front door. You can be naked in the backyard, but you must wear underpants to go out the front door. They understand what that means. I feel like you have that rule for a reason. Right. Yeah. Like there, it has to be reasonable. I'm like, listen to the episode with Mayor Gilbert and you'll know why. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Are you ready for lightning round? So on the Girls Who Do Stuff, we do this thing called the lightning round where you answer the first thing that comes to your mind from our rapid fire questions. Oh God, I'm scared. <laughs> All right. You should be. Oh, stop it. <laughs> We're not scary people. What is your favorite place in the world? My home in Kachira, Colorado. And she has a beautiful tattoo. It's her favorite. Like when she came in, I was like, turn around, I have to see. And that was my favorite one of the house. Look, sure. It's so pretty. I have no idea what she's talking about. Her home. Oh, the house. And yeah, I was like, where's a Colorado tattoo on you? And now I understand it's the house. It took me a minute. Sorry. (laughs) Now the follow-up question is, when are we having a girl's trip? 
to said house. In Whenever Colorado is not on fire. That's true. It's true. Yeah. These I days. love Colorado. I've never been. It is been. beautiful. My friend lives in um, Denver right next to the art district. Like she's right in downtown Denver. And it's, We're in southern Colorado and it is very different is, from northern yeah. Colorado. Mm. Yeah. Very. It is beautiful there though. Cool. Yeah. What is the number one thing on your bucket list? Travel to Fiji. Yes. I want to do, do Turtle Island so bad. I want to go to all the like super tropical places and just run around. Can we naked. go to the Galapagos. Yes, mm-hmm. I would totally do that there. Yeah, In Bali. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince Tom and to Marie's, do like a honeymoon Marie's. to Bali. Yeah, do it. So listen to Carrie Grace's episode and get tips on how to get that trip for free. Mm-hmm. The episode, okay. yeah. That's how okay. she, her and her um, now husband got their honeymoon for free. Oh, heck yeah. To Bali? Hawaii. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely good stuff. Is that an island off the coast of Africa? I want to go there. I, <laughs> I, think, I think that's I don't even know it. where half the states in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, it's been 20 plus years since I did I don't got room for that. I still have a hard time finding Garner every once in a it's like they, they keep talking about all the Midwest like caucuses and stuff. And I'm like, that's why when, when yeah. you were like, she's from Idaho. And I'm like, what happens in Idaho? Like <laughs> people really live there. Have you yeah. ever met anyone from South Dakota? Yes. I only know one person from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Everything else is I just mystery. Know the one who's on teen mom. One of them lives in the Dakotas somewhere. Oh God, love you. All right, we're moving on. What is your number one favorite book? Perks of being a wallflower. Oh, that book was my favorite in high school. Been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Is the book much different than the movie? Not too different. It's a pretty decent adaptation, but I think there's been some controversy around the book in the last few years that mm-hmm. wasn't there when I was in high school. So what? What is that? I don't know. Okay, I was intrigued. Yeah, no, that's, that's another episode. Yeah. yeah. What has been the best advice you have ever been told? We're human beings, not human doings. <gasps> I like that. <laughs> Joe, you're going to have to clean the mic. <laughs> that, no, that one just hit me. I was like, oh, wow, that's I, amazing. I know, it did just hit you. <laughs> oh, fuck y'all, whatever. Uh, what is something no one knows about you? Uh, I don't know. I'm like so open. I don't know. I feel like everyone knows everything about me. You cannot take a pass on this question. I was like, oh, I'm totally moving on to the um, next question. <laughs> I really don't know. Really? Yeah. I'm like so wide open. No shame. So I don't have any what like. What was your most embarrassing moment? If you're so wide open. What was your most embarrassing <laughs> moment in your whole life? <laughs> I feel like this happened not super long ago. She's just rolling with I it. I should have prepared. I was being a smart ass. I should have prepared. She's just I, rolling with I, it. I should have thought about it. About these questions, but I am now suddenly mic shot. <laughs> you know what? Everyone that comes in and we get to the lighting round, they're like, they've never heard it before. And we know that people listen to our show. They come in and are our guests. And we're like, they're literally like blindsided by the fact that we continue to do the lighting okay, round. I'm going to throw you a little lob, a little softball lob. Sure. What is your favorite thing to do in the morning? cuddle my dog yay she loves morning snoogles oh and you call them snoogles that's my that's favorite so thing with my kids is morning snuggles mm-hmm. i tell them that i'm like it's my favorite part of the day yeah she likes belly webbies and morning snoogles oh really i don't i just the dog you know what my favorite part of the morning is is quiet <laughs> when i'm the first one up yeah no seriously like yeah, i True. Like I need that. I get very irritated when other people are awake before me. I know my wife likes that time. Mm-hmm. So I just wait until eight thirty, nine o'clock before I trundle yep. down the stairs. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You ready? All right. Yeah. What do you geek out about? Hair, probably. Right. And cleaning an organization. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the thing that nobody knows about you? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I'm okay. I guess one thing that most people will know about me is I am extremely picky. Not like particular, like picky. Like I, giving gifts is not my love language. It's actually pretty low. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, don't buy me a gift, please, because I'm probably not going to like it. <laughs> At least you're honest. I just it. like what I like. I'm super picky. I like everything a very particular way. If you're going to spend money on me, 
make sure it is exactly something else. Rachel Rachel Green. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, She's Rachel Green. Good. She yeah. returns every gift that she ever receives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not every gift, but I'd rather just, let's just cut out the bullshit, mm-hmm. give me the money, gift card, and I'll be happier. See, and it's not I in would, a bad way. I just, no, it's mm-hmm. totally not. I would love no. that. I'd be like, she just made my life easy. Right. Yeah, I just, I'm just not right. like a, yeah. And then I have to dance around people's feelings yeah. and like, I feel bad if I don't love it. Yeah. Finish the sentence. If you were not a hairstylist. Hairstylist. You would be a public speaker. That was cool. about what do you want to talk about on stage? Everything that I talk about on my podcast. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So the podcast is the the first step. Yes. Nice. Love it. Awesome. What does success look like to you? Time and money freedom. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. If there's a movie made about your life, who would play you? I don't know why I wanted to say Hillary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Or wow. Ashley Simpson. Oh no, mm. I love Ashley Simpson. Y'all. I don't know why I said Hillary. <laughs> I with dark hair, mm. she could do it. I wasn't even thinking like physically, but I do get the what's Selena the girl Gomez. from Portlandia? She was in that band. I'm like Joe, Google it. Go, um, Joe, go. I carry no. I think her name's. I got. You're right. It's Carrie Brownstein. Yes, Carrie Brownstein. Mm-hmm. People used to tell me, or Mandy Moore. Member of Mandy the, Moore is yeah. a lot of my yeah. like celebrity um, look like. That too. Uh, Sleater Kinney was the yes an excuse seven. I was like, do you not like Ashley Simpson or something? Mm. Okay, I do. Her one CD. Yes, beautiful. I'll probably gonna listen to it in the car. I, I, <laughs> thank you. Peace this is when I feel old. This is when I feel my age. <laughs> There's not that much separating us. You didn't listen us. to Autobiography. It was so good. Yeah, Pieces of Me. <laughs> P- thank you. It was Pieces of Me. I remember yes. the SNL controversy, but <laughs> no. I rock out to that mess in the shower. Yeah. I'm like, saying it. That's awesome. It's so therapeutic. I love you, girl. That whole CD. Okay, sorry. That's how I feel about Alanis. Mm, yep, yep. <laughs> what is something people often get wrong about you? I think because I'm heavily tattooed and very tall and I look really scary and I have a really bad RBF. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. But I'm really nice. Yeah. And so I get a lot you of- get, You're intimidating. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm intimidating. And, and people always tell me, you're single because you're just so intimidating. And I'm like, if yeah. you just talk to me, yeah. if you just have a conversation with me, I'm really not. Right. Yeah. I'm really kind no, of I like totally, nerdy and like- mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember normal. having that conversation when I was in my 20s. I was like, all my friends are like partnered off. And I was like, I can't find anybody. And my therapist was like, let's have a conversation about how people are intimidated by you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Nobody, who would be intimidated by me? And then she was like, she listed off all the things. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I yeah. see that now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a house. I have a, I have animals. I have a job. I go to school. I do all of these things. And as Jeannie would have probably dissected really quickly that couldn't handle that because there was nothing for them to fix. Correct. Yes. That was same. I had a house, had a career, mm-hmm. pets. And now you have Tom. Yeah, I do have Tom. He's pretty he good. was not intimidated by you. No. I don't know. I think I latched on pretty quickly. I was like, well, <laughs> you're mine now and you really can't go anywhere. You're the only one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. You broke through those walls and I'm those like, boundaries. You're stuck with You me. are staying right here. You know that I gave Matt a brick for our first ever Valentine's Day and it said, thanks for your patience and understanding because he literally was like so patient and just brick by brick, which is That's really so is, Yes. Very that, nice. That's it's very Sarah. Yeah, that is very I'm Sarah. So lame as shit. I can't wait to talk about that. The <laughs> that's, the, that's the gift that Michael Scott got Toby on the office. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I never watched that show, so Goodbye, I can't even Toby. steal the idea. <laughs> it was not a loving. No, play. it was no. not a loving gift. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Who are the people that challenge me? My dad, because he's my mirror. Mm-hmm. Tom. My fiance, because we live together. <laughs> and do you um, think you're hard to live with? Yes, because I'm because so particular picky. and I'm mm-hmm. so picky. Heaven forbid you don't close a shower curtain or load the dishwasher. I reload or the dishwasher. Wipe out the sink after you <laughs> do the dishes mm-hmm. right. or this. Oh God, I'm the worst. 
Okay. I'm really. And also my board of directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Call me out on my shit. Yep. I love mm-hmm. those people. See, and this is I'm what like, happens when. Please call yeah. me out on my shit because then yep. I can't grow from it. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Please. please. Exactly. If I'm fucking up, somebody please tell me. Yeah. yeah. Do it in a loving way. And don't do it like four don't months be an later. Ass about it. Right. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is what challenges. happens when we digress is that I ask repeat questions. So I'm just saying we need to have a better checklist. <laughs> do you want to just do the last one, which is the song? I don't know. Would you like to do the last? Uh, no, I'll just go. let you do the rest of the go. questions now because I apparently can't remember what we've already asked. Just already. do the song. That'll be the last one. If your life had a theme song, what would it be? <laughs> oh, man. That's a tough one. So I used to really be into this band called Good Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And there's <laughs> this band, I think it's called like Boys and Girls or something. It's like girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. I don't know. It's not really a theme song for my life, but I really like that song. Nice. Hey, whatever <laughs> I gets you, you going. Say Ashley Simpson pieces of me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tom would be the better person to ask about the theme song for my life. All right, we're we'll gonna have to let our listeners know yeah. what Tom yeah. says when this episode comes out. Yep, that'll be a fun little comment. Mm-hmm. I can't answer that properly because I'm really bad at remembering song names mm-hmm. <laughs> and. I'm like, yeah, it's from that one album, that one band that's like, <laughs> Tom's like, <laughs> Tom's like, what are you? And I'm like, hey, Google, what's that song that goes, mm, and he's Laura, Google's not going to get it. So that's probably like the worst question. That's fantastic. Oh, I don't like, even know the song, the Good Charlotte song. I was like, girls and boys or something. I don't know. Joe's got you. Joe's got you. I, I don't know it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were Googling. I thought you were Googling. No, it's good. It's good. It's all good. So, so how can our listeners find you? So you can find me on Instagram, Fringe and Flourish Podcast, or Hair by Laura Magruder. The podcast is on Spotify, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> SoundCloud, and you can also go to pricklypearsalon.com. That's my salon name, Prickly awesome. Pear Salon. Love it. So. Love it. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing a shirt that's covered in cactus, including Prickly Pear. For sure. It's right there. Yep. Target. It's awesome. Love what up? It. Target. Yep. So thank you so much for being here today. Check me. out the Fringe and Flourish podcast because it's excellent. Mm-hmm. And we've had so much fun with you today. You're welcome back anytime. We could literally we'll talk for hours. Yep. We really could. We True. have to stop now. True. All right. <laughs> yep. My name is Sarah Madras. And I am Jenny Midgley. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.